Hey listeners, this week's podcast is the live show that we performed in Seattle, the live taping of the Savage Lovecast on Valentine's Day at Seattle's Neptune Theater. It was two hours long and a real spectacle. There was a lot that we did on stage, lap dances and bondage demos and frosting the human cupcake, things you had to be there to see. But there's a lot in the show that you get to listen to today on the podcast that's excellent, that's fun. Mistress Matisse is on the show with us, Audrey from Bayland, Simon Rich, the humorist, is with us. We're going to bring you the best of the live taping of the Savage Lovecast at Seattle's Neptune Theater, which was a special performance of the Savage Lovecast for single people only. We hope you enjoy it. You're listening to a Stranger Podcast, www.thestranger.com. If you're stuck in a relationship quandary, or if you're looking for sexual Who hates Valentine's Day? You and you and you and you, you all hate Valentine's Day. And why wouldn't you? You are all single, right? And single people hate Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day sucks for single people. You can't turn on the fucking TV or glance at a website for weeks without seeing perfect, happy couples doing perfect, happy couple shit. (laughs) Exchanging perfect romantic gifts, gazing into each other's perfectly symmetrical faces. (laughs) They all look so perfectly fucking happy. Isn't it awful? Single people of Seattle, do you not hate coupled people wouldn't you love to see one of those perfect happy couples get slapped around and abused on valentine's day wouldn't you love to see a couple suffer on valentine's day for a change you came to the right place but before we get to that before we drag a perfect couple out here to be abused I'm going to let all of you single people in on a dirty little secret. Valentine's Day sucks for coupled people, too. For us, and I am one of them, for coupled people, Valentine's Day is about perfectly impossible to meet expectations and perfectly crippling performance anxiety. And I am not talking about the sex that we are obligated to have on Valentine's Day. And is there anything less sexy than obligation fucking? (laughs) No, I am talking about the perfectly executed grand romantic gesture, the perfect gift, the perfect blowjob. Valentine's Day sucks for single people, I get it. But it's really not that much less sucky for coupled people. Because for us, Valentine's Day is about pressure. The pressure to deliver, the pressure to come through, come in, come on. (laughs) It can be awful. Single people, you know what? You get to do whatever the fuck you want on Valentine's Day. You can do whoever you want on Valentine's Day. Me, I gotta do the DJ. But here is the dirtiest Valentine's Day secret of them all. You are not allowed to break up with someone right before Valentine's Day. 
In fact, February 14th comes at the end of a long string of not allowed to break up right befores. You are not allowed to break up with someone right before Thanksgiving. You are not allowed to break up with someone right before Christmas. You are not allowed to break up with someone right before New Year's Eve. And you are not allowed to break up with someone right before Valentine's Day. Basically, you are not allowed to break up with someone at any point between November 15th and February 15th. (laughs) Which means, single people, a lot of those perfect happy couples out there, the ones you saw eating by candlelight in romantic restaurants, shopping for perfect gifts, and gazing into each other's symmetrical faces... A lot of them are just going through the motions. Some of those people have been looking forward to tomorrow, (laughs) to February 15th, for months. Because it means they can finally dump that perfect partner. So take heart, single people. A lot of those couple people that you hate so much today, they would rather be you. They would rather be here. They would rather be single on Valentine's Day and in a great big theater packed full of perfectly happy, perfectly drunk, perfectly single people. Special guests, lap dances, butt plugs, the human cupcake, and your questions after this. The Savage Lovecast is sponsored by Babeland, a woman-owned sex toy retailer celebrating their 20th anniversary this year. Babeland welcomes people of all orientations, gender, and experience levels. You can shop Babeland boutiques in Seattle and New York or find us online at babeland.com. Right now, exclusively for Savage Love listeners, we are offering 10% off plus free shipping from babeland.com. Simply click the Babeland banners on your mobile or the Savage Love website and take advantage of this offer. This episode is also brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace Squarespace.com's content management system makes it fast and easy to create a high-quality website, blog, or online portfolio. It's got everything you need to create an exceptional website. And they recently launched a developer platform for complete code control. For a free trial and 10% off new accounts, go to squarespace.com slash savage and use offer code SAVAGE2. Welcome back to this special live taping of the Savage Lovecast, recorded on February 14th, 2013 at Seattle's Neptune Theater. There was a comic in the New Yorker's annual cartoon issue last September that married parents everywhere loved. It was called the Married Kama Sutra, a two-page color spread of new Kama Sutra positions for married people. A few of my favorites. When the man passes gas in front of the woman without so much as an apology, it is called the shifting of the standards. (laughs) When the woman catches the man performing self-congress next to her in bed and incredulously says, really? And then the man just turns away and keeps going... It is called the determined jackrabbit. (laughs) When the man lightly kisses the woman's neck and the woman tenderly strokes the man's chest and the child runs into the room screaming because he heard a scary noise or some other bullshit, it is called the interrupted congress. Married people will be shocked to learn that the author of the Married Kama Sutra, humorist Simon Rich, is in his 20s, has never been married, and has no children. The editors of The New Yorker will be shocked to learn that Simon Rich agreed to appear here tonight on this stage. 
Rich is a regular contributor to The New Yorker, where his four-part novella, Sell Out, was published last this week. And he was one of the youngest staff writers ever in the history of Saturday Night Live. He now works for Pixar. And his newest book, which is available for sale in the lobby, The Last Girlfriend on Earth, was published by Reagan Arthur Books. Please welcome Simon Rich. Simon, I don't want to talk with you about writing for SNL or the fact that you're not even 30 and you've got five books out and every writer I know wants to murder you. (laughs) Let's talk about love. Your new book, which is hilarious and which I made the mistake of reading while eating gumbo in a public place. (laughs) If you've never passed gumbo through your nose, I don't recommend it. (laughs) Your new book is about romance, problematic romances mostly, but it's about love and I'd like you to define love. For all of us. Uh, For all these bitter single people to wow. find love. To find love. That's a lot of, that's a lot of pressure. Um, terror? <laughs> uh, <laughs> terror of anything uh, specific or just sort of a no, generalized like free-floating general, anxiety? A general mounting teller, terror that starts at puberty and builds toward, to, till death. Wow. <laughs> I'm further along the terror journey. Right, yeah, it's like a, just a very simple graph that goes up. To, it actually kind of goes like this for a while and then... Oof. I guess and so, yeah. When I when I asked you to come here tonight, you had to get your girlfriend's permission to work on Valentine's Day. She yeah. must be awesome because she allowed you to take this gig. But a lot of your stories are about guys, satyrs, and supreme beings with problem girlfriends. How does she feel about that? Has she uh, read your book? I've hidden it from her. Uh, no, uh, the the book is actually uh, uh, dedicated to her, um, which. Which some would, you know, cynically say is a way to smooth things over. Uh, but it, it, it is genuine. <laughs> I did dedicate one of my books to my mother, thinking that this will calm her down about chapter 8, 9, 10, <laughs> 11. Um, you're half of a happy couple, though, here in a yeah. place where it's dangerous to be a happy couple on Valentine's Day. Yeah, we're nervous. Uh, she's wearing a disguise, so you'll never find her. But, no, yeah, she, uh, we, we, uh, it is scary to, you know, I... I I always have this theory that uh, life is this constant battle between single people and coupled people, like a war that, that never ends. And people can switch sides whenever they want. Uh, and but, unless you both die in a plane crash, you're going to be yeah, on the single team eventually again. Right, exactly. But it's like everyone's a traitor going back and forth. But it, but it is this war. How and did, you've been, I've been on both sides like in quick succession. You'll be... You'll be at a, a bar with all of your single friends and like, see the couples, and you'll be like, man, I hate those, those sappy, awful people. And then you'll, you'll find yourself at like, a nice dinner party at a, you know, at a brownstone, you know, and you'll be like, oh, those single people going to the bar this late, really? How pathetic can you get? <laughs> yeah. So it is this funny, you flip back and forth, just, you Benedict Arnold your way through that, all through life, I guess. Who has it worse on Valentine's Day, straight guys or gay guys? Um, I guess it depends what kind of parties are going on that night and where, you know, which city you're in. And <laughs> well, I've always looked at Valentine's Day and I've seen the expectation, the, the performance thing. Like, you've got to do Valentine's Day. In straight relationships, that seems to fall to the guy. He's got to make with the flowers. He's got to make with the dinner reservations. Well, the advertisements are certainly aggressive. I mean, they're almost like threatening the tone of like a De Beers commercial. You know, when they, when they throw the diamonds on the screen in early January... You know, if you, when, you, when you watch, like, a diamond commercial during the summer, it's like, you know, maybe you should get her a diamond. And then January, it's like, you're not going to get her a diamond? You know, like, <laughs> you're just going to... 
that's just, all right, like, tick-tock, you know. Uh, so this is going to sound a little strange, considering how much younger than I, than I, how much younger you are than I am, but I taught you how to do oral sex. That's true, yeah. That's true. Five minutes ago. <laughs> Finally, somebody... His girlfriend's yeah. got a great disguise, right? She... <laughs> it's very convincing. I look just like Dan Savage. I'm actually <laughs> Kathleen Simon's girlfriend. <laughs> no, it's true, though. It was, um, it was, it was ninth grade, and uh, I read the very, the very first... Uh, your very first collection, which was just an anthology of pieces you published in The Stranger. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's kind of shocking that, that you know, I, I guess, I guess the, the internet wasn't, it isn't what it is now. Uh, but, but you would think there would have been enough information for a, a 14-year-old boy to even know the basics of, of oral sex. But I really didn't until I read your chapter on breeder sex in <laughs> Savage Love, uh, your first book. So I thank you. I'm forever grateful for you for that. So uh, Kathleen, is he any good at it? Where's your girlfriend? She left. She left. Wow. Uh, well, you tried. You did the best you could. I, I did. Mean, I did. It was only like a small sliver of the book. Um, any advice for all these bitter single people on, as a coupled person in a long-term, one-year-long relationship? Yeah, 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 longer. Twelve whole months together. <laughs> You're sounding like the beers now. You're sounding like... Uh, TikTok. <laughs> uh, gosh, no, I, I have no advice. I... I feel like I said, you know, I think all of you are pathetic, you know, like, <laughs> some of us are doing something with our lives, we're in you know, happy relationships, and I just, you know, what are you doing out so late, it's a Thursday, like, you know, we're going to go home, we're going to watch Lost, and I don't know what, what this is, what all this is. Um, <laughs> would you read a story from your book for us? All, uh, yeah. They're all about love and romance and frustration. Yeah, I'd love to, thanks so couples. much. Thanks We'd for love for you to read. Really My pleasure. Yeah. Uh, thanks again, Dan, for having me. This is really, I, this is a, uh, if I could tell my 12-year-old self that uh, one day I would not only uh, know the basics of oral sex, but would also get to meet Dan Savage, he would lose his mind. Uh, it is every 12-year-old straight boy's dream. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is, uh, this is a piece from... Uh, for my new book, The Last Girlfriend on Earth. It's, it's called Center of the Universe. On the first day, God created the heavens and the earth. Let there be light, he said, and there was light. And God saw that it was good, and there was evening, the first night. On the second day, God separated the oceans from the sky. Let there be a horizon, he said, and lo, a horizon appeared, and God saw that it was good, and there was evening, the second night. On the third day, God's girlfriend came over and said that he'd been acting distant lately. I'm sorry, God said. Things have been crazy this week at work. He smiled at her, but she did not smile back. And God saw that it was not good. I never see you, she said. 
that's not true, God said. We went to the movies just last week. And she said, whoa, that was last month. And there was evening. A tense night. On the fourth day, God created stars to divide the light from the darkness. He was almost finished when he looked at his cell phone and realized that it was almost 9.30. Fuck, he said, Kate's going to kill me. (laughs) He finished the star he was working on and cabbed it back to the apartment. Sorry I'm late, he said. And lo, she did not even respond. Are you hungry, he asked. Let there be yogurt. And there was that weird locale yogurt that she liked. That's not going to work this time, she said. (laughs) Look, God said, I know we're going through a hard time right now, but this job is only temporary. As soon as I pay off my student loans, I'm going to switch to something with better hours. (laughs) And she said unto him, I work a full-time job, and I still make time for you. And he said unto her, yeah, but your job's different. And whoa. (laughs) He knew immediately that he hath made a big mistake. You think my job's less important than yours? She said. No, God said, of course not. I know how difficult it is to work in retail. I'm totally impressed by what you do. (laughs) Today I had to talk to 14 buyers because it's fashion week, and I didn't even have time to eat lunch. That's so hard, God said. You work so hard. How would you know? You never even ask about my day. You just talk about your work for hours and hours like you're the center of the universe. Let there be a back rub, God said. And he started giving her a back rub. (laughs) And she said unto him, can you please take the day off tomorrow? And he said unto her, I'm off Sunday. We can hang out Sunday. On the fifth day, God created fish and fowl to swim in the sea and fly through the air, each according to their kind. Then to score some points, he closed the door to his office and called up Kate. I'm so happy to hear your voice, she said. I'm having the hardest day. Tell me all about it, God said. (laughs) Caitlin is throwing this party next week for Jenny, but Jenny is like being so weird about it that I'm not even sure if it's going to happen. (laughs) That's crazy, God said. (laughs) And she continued to tell him about her friends, whom had all said hurtful things to one another, each according to their kind. And while she was repeating something that Jenny had said to Caitlin, God came up with an idea for creatures that roam the earth. He couldn't get off the phone, though, because Kate was still talking. So he covered the receiver and whispered, let there be elephants. (laughs) And there were elephants, and God saw that they were good. But lo, she had heard him create the elephants. (laughs) I can't believe this, she said. You're not even listening to me. Kate, he said, listen, I'm really sorry, okay? But lo, she had already hung up on him. On the sixth day, God called him sick and surprised Kate at her store in Chelsea. She was in the back reading a magazine. What are you doing here? She asked. I blew off work, he said. I wanted to spend the day with you. Really, she said. Really, he said. And she smiled at him so brightly that he knew he had made the right decision. They bought some beers at a bodega and drank them on a bench in Prospect Park. And Kate introduced him to a game her friend Jenny had taught her called Would You Rather? I don't know if I want to play a game, God said. But she made him play anyway, and after a few rounds, he saw that it was good. 
They played all afternoon, laughing at each other's responses. When it got cold, God rubbed her shoulders, and she kissed him on the neck. You know what I kind of want to do right now, Kate said? See a movie. And God laughed because it was exactly what he wanted to do. They decided to see Argo because they had heard that it was good. (laughs) They had a great time, and when it was over, God paid for a cab so they wouldn't have to wait all night for the L train. I love you, Kate said as she nodded off in the back seat. I love you so much. I love you too, God said. And both of them saw that it was good. On the seventh day, God quit his job. He never finished Earth. Simon Rich reading a story from his new book... The Last Girlfriend on Earth. You seriously dedicated that book to your girlfriend, and she's still sucking your dick. I mean, not this minute, those of you listening at home, but... It is a radio show, so anything is possible. Like, all right. yeah. For, through God, anything is possible. That's what they're always telling us. Um, let's bring out Mistress Matisse. Welcome her back. Mistress Matisse is Seattle's favorite dominatrix when she's not disciplining naughty boys and girls and making them like it. She writes about BDSM, polyamory, sex work, and life as a sexual outlaw for The Stranger on her own blog and for other publications. Thanks for coming to join us tonight, Mistress Matisse, my old friend. She's going to join us, and we're going to uh, give a little sex advice since you learned reading my book, How to Give Sex Advice. This is it. This is the ultimate test to see if the student has become the teacher. It is. Nancy's going to come back with some (laughs) sex questions for us. And uh, we three will answer them together. How do I convince a girl I'm interested in that my past experience with guys doesn't mean I'm just closeted? This is a 23-year-old bi male. You want to handle that one? Um, well, having a lot of sex with her would probably work. <laughs> a lot of sex. Uh, that would be, if, if I was that woman and someone wanted to prove that to me, yeah, that's what I would ask for. I would lay down the cunnilingus. A lot. Well. If you're a closeted gay dude, you do not eat <laughs> pussy. There are things, there are things you can do to a woman while you pretend she's Keanu Reeves. And eating her pussy is not one of them. I'm not really sure about that, actually. But... Your turn. Speak up. Oh, wow. Um, I think, you know, you need to get, like, a, like a, a legalistic form and, and have a, a famous sex columnist sign it, you know, and say, I, you know, I as an expert say that and you can pronounce sexual orientation on somebody. I will. I will sign an affidavit that you are not a closeted gay man if I see you eat pussy and a lot of it. (laughs) If you go through pussy like the dumpster behind a vet's office, I will sign that affidavit. (laughs) If my boyfriend is very tight and I am somewhat thick, plus he's embarrassed to use toys with me, how do I get him interested and excited to practice for the real thing? Pass. (laughs) Pass. <laughs> you can pass? Oh, pass. Now. <laughs> Having dealt with this, even though I'm a girl, 
Uh, you a lot of lube, yeah, a lot of lube, and start slow. And um, there's this thing called distraction. <laughs> if, if you're distracting the front part, what you you can do a lot more with the back. Really, regardless of your gender or the configuration of your body, good sensation plus new sensation works a lot better usually. Next question. <laughs> I know it's 2013 and should be okay for a girl to ask a guy out, but is it really okay? All the guys I know say no. If a girl was going to ask a guy out, how would you recommend her doing it? Speak for the youth of America. Can girls ask guys out yet? Yes, please do. (laughs) Who Uh, asked who out? You or Kathleen, who asked who out? uh, Kathleen and I actually have a really funny story of how we met, which uh, is that we met... uh, In rehab. Okay, never mind. (laughs) <laughs> Please tell all the bitter single people How you lucked into a relationship it was, There was a solar eclipse And we were walking through a meadow <laughs> And You know it was, it was Valentine's Day And you know we both had a single flower That was wilting But the, the lightning struck And the flowers suddenly coalesced And <laughs> you I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure she asked me out <laughs> it is okay to ask guys out, ladies Hey Dan, I'm a 25-year-old kinky female So I just moved into a new house with two other women that I don't know very well I had someone over the other night, and it may have been a little loud I'm pretty sure they both heard me scream things along the line of Please come in my ass, sir! <laughs> I mean, the way that the... Do I need to sit down with them and explain my sexual practices? Or can no, I just, you don't. Or can I just see how long it takes for one of them to say something? Are you, do you have roommates? Are you still of the roommate stage of life? You. No, but I, I recently, I, uh, I had roommates up until, I guess, two years ago. So when you would ago? scream, come in my ass, sir, <laughs> how would you handle that with your roommates? It was awkward. <laughs> Matisse? Um, I've never yelled, come on my ass, sir. Uh, But, you know, I'm not dead yet. Yeah, I think she should say something, or he should say something to her roommates about whatever you hear from my bedroom, it's fine. Uh, Which will sort of be a problem if she's ever being, like, attacked by someone that she really doesn't want to have. But uh, I think a little, a little thick, really, it's okay. Just without, no detail, no. They'll be able to infer <laughs> what yeah. is going on, but just, just a warning. That's my opinion. I think if they have an issue or a question, they will bring it up. What is your favorite BDSM activity? <laughs> my, my favorite masochistic activity, probably this. <laughs> the most masochistic thing I've ever done in my life. (laughs) And you're all participating in it. All of you. All of us. (laughs) So we're torturing this happily coupled person too? In in, in front of the one I love, which is really... Yahtzee. That's That's it. You did well. Flying colors. A big round of applause for Simon Rich. This episode is brought to you by Squarespace. 
Now Squarespace.com is faster and easier than ever to create a high-quality website, blog, or online portfolio. You can automatically import, sync, and publish to and from social media with a few clicks. This allows for dynamic refreshing of your site content and raises site awareness among your connections. For example, you can automatically pull photos from Instagram into your site, instantly sync pages and galleries to Facebook, or auto-publish new blog entries on Twitter. You can easily add social media buttons to connect with all the services that you love, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, and the like. Squarespace is designed to work well for techies and Luddites alike, so if you want to make your website connect beautifully with social media, you should give it a try. For a free, all-inclusive trial, go to squarespace.com, sign up for a free account. No credit card needed, just try it out and start building your website. Then if you decide to purchase it, be sure to use offer code SAVAGE2 and get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts. So that means 10% off the first month or a whole year if that's what you want to sign up for. That's squarespace.com slash savage and use offer code SAVAGE2. Who wants to see a happy couple really suffer? Uh, come on out, Matisse. This is Mistress Matisse, everybody. You met her earlier. This is Eric. Hey, it's Dan here. I'm going to break in really quickly and set the scene. Matisse, uh, who's been a regular guest expert on the Savage Lovecast forever and in my column forever, is on stage right now looking amazing in a red satin dress. And she's standing next to, and I'm standing next to, Eric, who was a member of the audience that we brought up on stage, who has been stripped down to his underwear and is tied up. And Matisse has attached clothespins and pegs all over his chest and all over his nipples. Uh, So he's Matisse's little demo boy up on the stage at the Neptune Theater. Let's get back to what's going on. How long have you been hurting people professionally? Oh, a long time. Over 10 years. Over 10 years. And actually, ever since I was really a little kid, because there was a boy next door named Stevie, and I didn't know then, but Stevie was a masochist, and I was say this, and I used to spank him with a piece of Hot Wheels track. <laughs> Is that how it starts? And when did you realize you could monetize this skill? Um, well, I, I was a dancer, and then I was like met people who did this professionally, and thought, oh well, I I could do that too, and yeah. There's a lot. I get a mail all the time, and I'm sure you do too through your blog, uh, which is excellent. You should all go read Mr. Matisse's blog um, from people who want to be professional dominatrixes because they think it's going to be easy. They think all they have to want to do is hurt a guy, and they you know oh, I get paid to spank somebody. That's easy. What do you say to those people who think what you do is Easy. There is, there is skill. There is love. Uh, there is a lot of practice. There is, uh, this is a really intensely intimate thing to do with somebody, and you need to bring emotional in- intensity and intimacy to it. And what are you bringing to his tits right now? Something really yummy. So these are, these are called zippers. I've never done this on this man before, and he's being so awesome. Um, yeah, is he not? So these, <laughs> these are zippers. These are just regular clothespins that you buy in a store and some nice twine. And you put them on. And the thing with clams is that the longer you leave them on, the better it is when you take them off. And the better for who when you take them off? Me. I'm sorry. Was there some other thing here? Um, the more... <laughs> Uh, the, the longer you deny blood to the tissue, the more intense it's going to be when it comes back. So It seems like you're dancing around the word painful. The more painful it's going to be when they come off. Pain is a bloated word. I like to say intense sensation. Uh, but yeah, the more painful it's going to be. when. So how are you doing? Actually, nobody cares. <laughs> 
he's actually being awesome. He's being really great. And so I, I'm really, really enjoying this a lot. In case you get, this is a happy sadist dance. Um, so we're going to... So the, the end point of the zipper is to... Yes. And then what happens when you... He screams. <laughs> what happens when you pull... He's, he screams. And I do a happy dance. So you're not going to scream. You're going to suck it up. to be, you know, I'm, I can just... We could leave him like this till the end of the show. We're going to have intermission and come back and then take them off. I want to do it now, though. Can I do it now? Shall we take them off? Do you want to see... Do you want to see one half of a happy couple suffer? People in the front row should sort of, in case uh, they come flying at you, hold up your protective dildos that were left on your chair. Put them over your eyes. Two... Uh. Is this good for you? It hurts me from over here just watching it. Can I touch your tit too for a second? Does that... Oh, okay. That looks like pain from here. Uh, You say that like it's a bad thing. I know. (laughs) What? And now does the anticipation of the other one coming off get just sort of worse and worse? Uh. Mistress Matisse, Seattle's best dominatrix. Are you folks, all you single folks, having a good Valentine's Day? The stranger's first real office in Seattle was on Pike Street, Seattle's Capitol Hill neighborhood. About a year after we moved up to Capitol Hill, A sex toy shop opened two blocks away. I have relied on Babeland ever since. For condoms, lube, sex toys, and Babeland's sex educators have served as guest experts in my column, Savage Love, for more than 20 years. Please welcome Audrey McManus, Marketing and Education Coordinator for Babeland Seattle. You are super pregnant. The strap-ons you're selling are more lifelike with every passing year. The things you can do with them now. No, they're, they're pretty amazing, the, the advances that have come with those strap-ons. So it's Babeland's 20th anniversary. How are you guys celebrating? Well, we're having a kickoff party in March, and then we're going to do a big shebang party in September, so look forward to that. But we've got our Babeland best, like our top 20 sex toys ever that we have on the website and in the store, so... Like, we've handpicked the best sellers, like the best butt plug and the best lube, so... What is the best seller of all times at Babeland? Right now, for several years, I think it's the WeVibe. So the WeVibe 3 now has a remote. So if you guys know the WeVibe... I was going to guess the Hitachi Magic Wand. You know, the Hitachi Magic Wand is one of our 20 best toys, one of our Babeland's best. It is. It was the first thing I bought at Babeland. It's, I have two of them. I needed to knock some drywall out in a bathroom that we were remodeling. And you just put that against the drywall and put it on the top setting, and the the whole wall just collapses around you, crumbles to dust. It's good for your back. It's good for other things. So uh, one of the things that was really funny when Babeland started was strap-ons were kind of new, new to lesbians, new to the dyke scene. People weren't, you know, it was kind of radical. There was a lot of talk in the community, in the lesbian community, about whether strap-ons were 
silicone-based tools of the patriarchy. And that's over and done. Like, strap-ons are now, you guys, Babeland, helped to make strap-ons a part of, like, dyke and bi-lady culture forever. That's kind of amazing. And what I love about Babeland is every time I go in there, I see a nice lady and a nervous husband picking out a strap-on. Well, I was going to say... Not a day goes by that a heterosexual couple isn't in the store picking out a strap-on. And usually I'll send the guy over to the dildo section, pick out whatever one you want. And I'll tell, take her over to the strap-ons be like, let me find the one that'll help you make your ass look the best or something. And then <laughs> we bring them together and everybody's happy. And then he picks out some little toothpick of a dildo and you have to go, no. Right. Yeah, we have one that's pretty small and everyone kind of goes for it. And I have to explain that it's a little short because, you know, it looks small, but it's a little too small because on the stroke out, it kind of pops out. So you want to go the next step up, really. Why stock that one if it doesn't work? I mean, it's good for other things, but when you strap what it other on... Things? Using it with your hand or something. Uh, or, you know, if somebody has trouble with penetration, starting small, working their way up, but with strap-ons, it's... I'm just saying the, the stroke, you know, you pop it in and it pops out and you got to start over again. I'm, fam- I'm familiar with fucking, actually. <laughs> but it's like that big. <laughs> Not me. It pops out when I'm done. So, Audrey, you brought some sex toys tonight to give away. I did. The toys you're here to give away tonight, I, I frequently talked up on my podcast. It's one I recommend particularly to straight boys who want to experiment with anal penetration but are spooked by the idea of having something near their butts that looks like a dick. So what do you have for us? Um, I brought a lovely assortment of butt plugs, Dan. Butt plugs. Okay, who wants a butt plug? Raise your hand. Wait, wait. Raise your hand. We got toys coming up for girls. The butt plugs are for boys only. Raise your hand if you want a butt plug. Come on up, you. Come on up on stage. You come up on stage. You come on up. You come on up. And you come on up. If they're for boys only, you want a butt plug? No. He says. Come on up. Line up, guys. Okay. This is where it gets interesting. So we have ten guys. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. How many butt plugs do we have to give away? Three. Hmm. Now wait. Don't be sad. Obviously, this isn't going to be as easy as just raise your hand, get a butt plug. This is going to be kind of like butt plug survivor. There's going to be a competition. So here's the deal. Everybody raise your hand if you want a butt plug. Leave your hand in the air if you want a butt plug so bad you're willing to go home with that butt plug in your butt. I was thinking some of you would chicken out. Okay, here's the deal. Audrey's going to take you upstairs. There are dressing rooms and bathrooms. Audrey brought lube. You will have a moment alone. And you have to put the plug in your ass and then come back down here and then sit on it for the rest of the show. That's like the beauty and joy of butt plugs. Now, there's no shame in backing out. If you're having second thoughts, 
about having a plug in your ass and people taking pictures of you on stage and tweeting them. Now's the time to go. Anybody want to bail? I have to break in here and say that I did not expect this. When we knew we had three butt plugs to give away and I brought ten guys up on the stage, I thought the minute I told them that they had to put the butt plug in their butts, they had to go upstairs to the dressing rooms and insert the butt plug, that they would bail. I thought all of them would bail, that we were in danger of having all ten march right back off the stage. All ten of those guys, most of them straight guys, stayed. And we had to have a cruel process of elimination. Audrey actually had two extra butt plugs in her bags. We ended up with five guys uh, after getting rid of the other five kind of arbitrarily that we sent upstairs to the dressing rooms at the Neptune Theater where they put the butt plugs in their butts, including one massive vibrating butt plug in one dude and one remote controlled butt plug in another. They came back a few minutes later. Please welcome back to the stage your five butt plug straight boy heroes. And Audrey McManus from Babeland. Okay, Audrey, how did they do? And don't give away which one has the vibrating butt plug. No reactions yet, boys. Well, surprisingly, they were all really game. I gave them several opportunities for an out, but they all were really into it. There's one total butt plug virgin up here. Um, Mm. And actually, there's two vibrating ones, but one has a remote and you have the controller. Okay, let's see who has a poker, poker, poker face. I just have to press this button. That's the on and off button, yes. I think it's you. Well, thank you guys for coming. How does it feel? Surprisingly comfortable. It's okay. Was I supposed to use this? Oh, did you use the bucket of frosting backstage? That was not what you're supposed to use. You can all go have a seat. Thank you all for playing Bud Plug Roulette. Yes, and if anybody wants those butt plugs, they're all on Babeland.com. Babeland.com. Not those particular butt plugs. There's no no market for used butt plugs. There probably is, but we don't have those on Babeland.com. But if you want to get similar butt plugs, they're on Babeland.com. The wheels are coming off this podcast. We're going to bring back out Simon Rich and do a little more sex advice for you. Give him a round of applause. Has that ever happened to you at a show, at a reading? How many of your readings do they pass out butt plugs? And... Like, you know, 50% max. In Williamsburg? <laughs> you were so good with the previous advice segment. This is Audrey. Audrey, this is Simon. Hi, nice to meet you. We're going to do a little bit more sex advice because that's my shtick. Here we go. What is the proper etiquette if I fart during heterovaginal intercourse? What is the proper etiquette if I fart during heterovaginal intercourse? Hmm. When's the last time you had that? 99. 99? But that was a trend in 99. That just, like, that was cool. That's what everyone was doing that year. No, wait, I had an experimental phase a few years ago, so maybe, like, five years ago. So I'm going to leave this to you, too. Have you ever farted during heterovaginal intercourse? Well, I would think... I, would think the I, lo- answer- I was looking right at Simon, but he went, I'm not answering that, and looked at you to give you this impression. <laughs> I was looking right at Simon, and he thought, if I snap my head at Audrey, she'll think he asked him. 
<laughs> Simon? Uh, I mean, you know, uh, who's to say what constitutes a fart? I mean, it's a, it's a, I think that's a very ambiguous term, you know? Like, you know, it's not binary, it's not, you know... I, I, Oh my God, the flatulence binary. We really have to fight it. Seriously. It's you know, not like, like you're farting or not farting. Sometimes you're in between Right, that. exactly. I mean, why should we be so judgmental in our codes about that? Right? But the answer is yes. <laughs> I, I don't remember if I farted during hetero intercourse, but I definitely farted uh, when I was having sex with a woman with a strap-on that's kind of, I don't know, but it was bad because I was about to have an orgasm and then I farted and it was ruined it I was like oh but my advice is what to do is to apologize oh I'm sorry and then usually they're like that's cool and they just keep going <laughs> I will say I, I definitely have uh, farted during Savage Love podcasts <laughs> I think Lady Bracknell and Oscar Wilde comes into play here when she says to Ernest to lose one parent looks like is misfortune to lose both looks like carelessness. To fart one time during heterovaginal intercourse <laughs> is a misfortune. To fart twice during heterosexual vaginal intercourse looks like carelessness. <laughs> Next question. How can I indulge my spanking fetish while single? We teach spanking workshops at Babeland. <laughs> So while single, you could sign up for a spanking workshop and someone else will spank you, or do you have to bring a spanker to spank you at their there, spanking there's workshop? There's willing people in the audience, you know, so. People want to practice, I'm just saying. So when you want to be spanked, and you're single, not that you're single, now Kathleen spanks you. Only, yeah, right, when I misbehave. <laughs> uh, yeah, how do you, gosh, how do you get spanked when you're... Surely, surely there's... You book a session with Mistress Matisse, right. of mean, course. You hire a professional. There's plenty of options, right? Uh, yeah, you have uh, options. I've heard that Itachi magic wands can be hooked up to a lamp dimmer. Is there a fire danger while doing that? Am I risking my favorite toy for the sake of novelty? Can a Hitachi magic wand be hooked up to a dimmer? We sell a dimmer thing for the magic wand, but it's specifically for the magic wand. So don't, I don't know about a light dimmer, but you can get a wand dimmer. But that is how the Great San Francisco Fire started. Right. <laughs> true, true story. That's right. After five years and one kid with a man, I realized I was a lesbian. I waited to come out till after my second son. I wanted two. Was that wrong? I feel guilty, but love my kids. Yeah, that was wrong. <laughs> I'm just going to crawl out on a limb. It's, that, it's the way you say, I waited until after the second. Not, by then you knew. Maybe he would have been into it too. What's in that I waited until after the second was, I didn't tell the motherfucker that I was going to get knocked up. We, he was going to be on the hook for child support payment times two. And then I said, oh, oh, right, oh. I'm a lesbian, and I knew that the last time you fucked me and impregnated me. That's kind of unfair. You should have said, ah, I guess I'm going to be... I'm a lesbian. I know I'm a lesbian now. I'd like to have two kids. How about you, motherfucker? And then if he wanted to sign up to be parents, co-parents with you and partners, but not lovers, you just did something kind of without his consent or buy-in, and that's a little shitty. But, you know... 
Not to be too hard on you, because, of course, bitches be crazy and women trying to get pregnant. <laughs> women trying to get pregnant are bitch crazy on crack, right? <laughs> don't, don't look at me. Last question. Better be a good one. I'm going to do this in character. As a stage manager here at the Neptune, is it okay to rub one out during your show over here on stage right? Absolutely. And we're going to leave it there. 206-201-2720 is the number. If you want to leave a question or comment for a future show, give us a call. 206-201-2720. We want to thank Simon Rich, Mistress Matisse, Monk, Audrey McManus, and Babeland, the Neptune Theater, DJ Trouble, Carrie Christie, Cupcake Royale, University Bookstore, and our dancers, Kaya, Faggity Randy, Kimberly Galore, Rusticles, Miss Kayla Bailey, and Nick Envy. Savage Lovecast is produced every week by Nancy Hartunian and me and the tech-savvy at-risk youth. We'll be back at you next week with another installment of the Savage Lovecast. Thanks for downloading, and happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Savage Lovecast.